Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the OTH Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Stang. I'm a senior writer for OTH, and you can find me on Twitter at Ed Stang. We have an awesome show for you today, so let's get started. We're here to talk some NHL this morning. Uh, We have Ben Abel on the line today. You can find Ben on Twitter at Lebaneb, and he is a NHL contributor for us here at OTH. Good morning, Ben. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. Uh, We had a pretty impressive slate of games last night, um, which was really nice to see. Um, coming off the weekend, most of these games all had playoff implica- implications yep. and really kind of shuffled around. But uh, there are some good ones, especially with some wild card um, involved in a few of these games. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to touch off. Um, we actually had some trade news come down last night. So we had the Pittsburgh Penguins traded Alex Galchenik and uh, defenseman Kalen Addison and mm-hmm. a first round 2020 pick to the Pittsburgh Penguins for forward Jason Zucker. Um, In your experience of following NHL over the years, uh, how does this trade really look for the Penguins and even the Wild for their future? What I think it does is uh, when you look at a guy like Zucker, uh, Ed, he has been moved to Pittsburgh uh, because Pittsburgh's trying to win now. Uh, They know the age of players like Crosby and Malkin. I believe it's 32 and 33, respectively. Um, doing some research myself, it, uh, this trade was supposed to happen in the offseason, but uh, Phil Kessel, who was with Pittsburgh at the time and then got traded to Phoenix, um, decided to nix that deal. Uh, for a guy like Zucker, it's great for him. Um, he's a he, he he's a top six fixture, and uh, you know it gives him an opportunity as a four-time 20-goal scorer to play with two of the best players in the game. Um, and it gives Pittsburgh the opportunity, uh, you know, to bolster their lineup because they're trying to make another cup run, uh, you know, as players like Crosby and Malkin get a little older. Uh, they're trying to recapture, you know, a couple of years ago where they won two straight cups. And it's interesting to me, too, because um, Galchenyuk's been shipped yet to another team. Uh, you know, I, for a team like Minnesota, they look to be rebuilding um, you know, in looking at the standings on the Western Conference side, uh, the Wilder, you know, second last in the Central Division, there's still three games above 500 and they got 58 points. But, uh, you know, it doesn't look like a guy like Zucker was going to be in their long term plans. Exactly. So, I mean, it definitely, I wouldn't see Minnesota's quite out just yet. I mean, they're only Mm -hmm. five points back and they've got a couple games in hand right now, especially on Calgary and Winnipeg. So they're still flirting with the opportunity. Uh, We'll get into Monday's night action here, Ben. Uh, Started out with the Phoenix Coyotes playing the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, that was a three to two win for the Coyotes, which now has them back one point of the Edmonton Oilers, the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Calgary Flames out there in the Pacific Division. Yeah, that's uh, right. In the game, Auntie Ranta had 20 mm-hmm. to hold on to the lead for them. Uh, kind of seeing this game, what were your thoughts about it? Uh, interesting to note, and I had a note down here, Ed, related to the Pacific teams in action, Phoenix being one of them. 
with the win over Montreal and then Calgary and San Jose and Vancouver and Nashville. So with that Pacific division being so tight, um, you know, it's kind of critical for Phoenix to win because Calgary won last night uh, beating the Sharks uh, six to two, I believe. And then the Canucks beat the Nashville Predators uh, six to two as well. So that was key for Phoenix to keep uh, holding in there uh, if they want to stay in that playoff race. Uh, and it looks like Darcy Kemper might actually be injured uh, for a little bit longer. Uh, at least they have Ranto back, though. Um, so for Phoenix, uh, they have to keep pace uh, in that race. Um, and, uh, you know, they've, they have some injuries, so it's going to be a bit challenging for them as well. Yeah, it, it will kind of lead in then because we're talking the Pacific here going forward. Yes, the Canucks, uh, your team, did yeah. beat the Predators 6-2. to two. Um, They are leading the Pacific Division, um, okay. but the Oilers and the Golden Knights are only three points back, so they're well within striking distance here. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And in this, yep, and in this game you had uh, Jacob Markstrom, uh, yep. that goalie, with 36 saves, and then you had Pedersen and Miller with one goal and an assist each in this game. Yeah. I knew we were watching it, so how'd this game kind of play out? Oh, the Canucks uh, really stormed out in the, in the first period there. They got three goals in the first period. Uh, you know, and the Canucks are challenged now, uh, you know, with the lingering effects of Pedersen's injury. Uh, the big news for Vancouver is that Brock Besser is out. Uh, so the Canucks really had to juggle their lines around there to um, – you know, accommodate the fact that, you know, another one of their star players is hurt. Uh, I think for the Canucks, though, uh, the team, the rest of the team really stepped it up. I don't know how they're going to manage long term without him uh, if he's out more than two games. Uh, the other guy to note is that Quinn Hughes got three points. Uh, Quinn Hughes gets three points, um, you know, and I believe he should be first now in, in, in uh, rookie scoring. Uh, he was one point behind Kale McCarr last night. Uh, so, you know, Hughes has another big game as a rookie defenseman for the Canucks. Uh, Adam Gaudette, uh, another rookie uh, who slotted in nicely in the, on, on this team, has two assists. And uh, Jake Vertanen for the Canucks uh, gets his uh, 16th goal, which is his best so far in a season since he was drafted. Yeah, it was pretty good game. And then that will yeah. lead into uh, your guys' rivals, the Flames. Yeah. Uh, they were 6-2 to two winners over the Sharks, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, this puts the Flames in the first wild card spot right yeah. now. But because this specific division is so compact, these teams yeah. need to keep winning. Yeah, so in this, yeah. yeah, So in this game, you had Milan Lucic had a goal and two assists. Right. And in goal for the Flames, David Riddich had 36 saves. So how'd this mm -hmm. one play out for you as well? I, I thought it was interesting, you know, and it, it just touching back on Saturday night's game where the Flames beat the Canucks 6-2. Uh, the Flames look like a decent team. I think Vancouver didn't play that well in that game. Uh, I think in last night's game against the Sharks, you know, a lot of people this year are talking about how the Sharks are struggling. And I think the Flames, you know, took advantage of a team that's, uh, you know, second last in the Pacific. Uh, you know, they got a goal differential of minus 40. I, I don't think a lot of people expected the Sharks to, uh, you know, be struggling this much. And the Flames took advantage of that. Um, and, and it's uh, disappointing to be a Sharks fan. Um, I think the Flames have pieces. 
you know, Lucic once upon a time won the cup with Boston, but that's quite a few years ago. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting for these teams in the Pacific. Uh, Calgary's going to have to keep winning. You know, prior to that game against the Canucks, they'd lost three straight and, you know, looked pretty bad against the three teams they lost to. Edmonton lost 8-3. Uh, they lost to San Jose and then they lost to uh, Nashville last week. So the Flames are going to have to turn it around. They 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 did it against Vancouver uh, and they're going to have to keep doing so. Yeah, especially with how compact it is. But um, with going through all that, we'll kind of head back over to the east to kind of finalize up the schedule for the night. Uh, We'll go ahead and hit with the Flyers beating the Florida Panthers. Uh, That was not as close of a game. The Panthers are reeling. Um, Flyers won four to one. This keeps them in the second wild card position right now. Right. Carter Hart in goal for the Flyers had 30 saves and Jake Van Dyke had a goal and an assist. Um, The Panthers definitely are going in the wrong direction. They were in the playoffs just last week. Now they're out of the picture and need to find a way to start putting wins together. But the Flyers are coming on strong. What's kind of happening here? Uh, I think the big thing for the Flyers is, uh, you know, Carter Hart comes back from injury and we know how key he is to that team uh, for goaltending, um, you know, and for James Van Riemsdyk to have a goal and assist, that's good for the Flyers. Um, you know, it's disappointing if you're a, if you're a um, Panthers fan. We've talked before about Sergey or Sergey B- uh, Bobrovsky and his contract, uh, you know, and the expectations on him. Um, you know, given the, the $70 million contract that he signed um, and sort of the expectations on them, um, you know, looking down here, uh, you know, Brian Boyle missed his fourth game for the Panthers. Uh, Barkov got his 400th career point with an assist on the first goal and really only goal by uh, Florida. I'm not sure what's going to happen in Florida. They seem to be, you know, really trending in the wrong direction. And, it's kind of surprising considering some of the players they have on that team. Yeah. And and that was always the one thing when I was living in South Florida and was going to the Panthers games quite a bit, they, they always had talent in goal, but it always seemed that they couldn't put it together in front of the goalies um, and really kind of have that whole season together and they were always battling injuries so it's always been kind of like a small disappointment since I started following the Panthers a lot more that they've had pretty solid goaltending but the in front of them on the ice is just not getting the job done I think you're right and I think the whole reason for signing Rogrowski in the offseason was that um, their goaltending had been good but it hadn't been uh, Great. great right and so yep. Bobrovsky, when you think about towards the end of his time in Columbus, he was exceptional, uh, you know, going back even to last year's playoffs where they made it to the second round against the Bruins, right? And they upset the Lightning. Yep. Um, so it's disappointing if you're in Florida right now. Yep. And then so we'll move on. We've got uh, this was actually the game I was getting to watch last night. Um, so it was the New York Islanders against right. the Washington Capitals. And this one kind of surprised me. The Al- Islanders came out 
lightning fast. Um, they, they did, were yeah. up like they three did. nothing almost in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, they won the game five to three, so they were able to hold on. Um, the Islanders are tied with the Columbus Blue Jackets, who we'll get to next. Yeah. Um, they're both at seventy points, um, and then the Islanders are in the playoff or in the third slot in the division, yeah. and then. Blue Jackets are sitting in the first wild card. This game, um, Anthony Bavalier had two goals. And for the Capitals, Alex Ovechkin has still been getting goose eggs ever since he had that big game to put him at uh, number 698 for goals. So That's he's right. looking for two more for 700. Yeah. Um, I got to see a lot of this game. It was really fast. The Islanders came out really good. What were your impressions of this matchup? Yeah, I saw the end of it here, too, in Vancouver. It's on Eastern time, but I saw the last bit of the third. Um, I had a few notes. Um, Noah Vetchkin goals was one uh, of Jenny Kuznetsov. Looks like he's got a pretty scary upper body injury. I mean, for Washington, looking back at it, they've now lost. Um, looks like it's four straight. Um, and their goaltending is kind of getting beat around, too. I mean, you know, with Braden Hope being goal and then Samson off their rookie has, you know, kind of almost stolen that job. Um, you know, Samson have got allowed five goals and 20 shots, but, you know, I, I don't think a lot of those were his fault. Um, you know, Capitals pulled their goalie two games in a row. Uh, you know, Hope he got pulled on seven goals and 25 shots on Saturday against Philadelphia. Um, there's a strength for Washington that the last few games hasn't been a strength. Uh, on the flip side for the Islanders, uh, good for them. Uh, you know, they're they're behind uh, Pittsburgh and Washington in that division. And the Islanders are an interesting team because, you know, they have a lot of talent, have some good players. Uh, you know, they got to address their f- defense with another defenseman and probably somebody on forward. But I don't think Lou Lamorell is going to make any serious trades. Uh, unless it's, you know, really going to be good for the team. Uh, goaltending for the Islanders is a strong suit with uh, uh, Varlamov and Thomas Grice. So, um, you know, keep your eye on the Islanders. Um, they, um, you know, they they took it to Washington. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> and, and really you know, fast. Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of like, okay. Because obviously Washington's, as we've said, struggled the last couple of games um, you know, and I still like Washington a lot, the way they played all season in that, in, in, in the East, uh, they just, you know, other than this last little period, they look so strong. They won the cup two years ago. Uh, I got to believe they're going to be there, you know, pretty late in the Eastern conference playoffs if they weren't in the Eastern conference final. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, they're, they're fighting Boston up there for seeding. Um, yeah. So they got they got to get the train going back in the right direction here and soon. Um, but we'll finish up the uh, schedule for the night. And this was the game they actually kicked to once the Islanders Capitals right. game was over. And I got to watch the last probably half of the third period and then what little bit of overtime there was. Right. But the Tampa Bay Lightning go into Columbus and beat the Jackets two to one. Um, this went to overtime but it was a very short overtime it was only 31 seconds long and right. uh it was finished off by nikita kucherov he had two oh, yeah. goals and the game winner 
but in goal for uh, Tampa Bay, Curtis McElhenney had 31 saves on the night. Um, right. This keeps the light as they are still a little bit behind them for the number one seed. Uh, mm-hmm. And Columbus is still holding on to that number one wild card, which they need to turn right. around um, going forward. But uh, what was your thoughts on this game? Is it was one of those good, tough uh, matches. It was. Uh, you know, and I had a couple notes uh, on it, too. And the two things that struck me were that Steven Stamkos is out for the Jackets. Uh, and that Seth Jones is out. Uh, sorry, Stephen Stamkos is out for the Lightning, and Seth Jones is out for the Blue Jackets. Um, and what, what one thing I'm really watching, you know, we touched on Bobrovsky leaving Columbus, is uh, Elvis Merzlikens, who has had a great season and turnaround for the Jackets in goal. Uh, you know, I know they lost two to one. It's not surprising, uh, you know, that Nikita Kucherov got that goal, uh, considering the season he had last year. Uh, you know, I don't think he's quite as prolific this year. Um, but that Tampa Bay Lightning team, again, they, um, you know, they, they're, the expectations are on them, right? And they haven't maybe had quite the same record as last year, but uh, I think they're gunning to do really well in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, they're still easily considered one of the top three teams in the East, hands down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, are, yeah. the consistency that this team has played in through the regular season, now obviously we have to kind of keep the playoffs separate from them a little bit because they've been extremely up and down in that sense. Um, right. For the most part, I mean, Tampa Bay's been doing it right for years now. Um, it's a place players want to go play. They've got a good system going, so it's uh, very nice to see. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be interesting for Tampa because, like we've said in past uh, podcasts, the the expectations are on them to win in the playoffs. Yep, especially after last year. Right, so, you know, anything less than a first-round win for them and maybe a second-round win is... uh, Disappointment. uh, yeah, yep. it's disappointment. I'd agree with that. So I have Ben Abel with me today on the podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Lebaneb. Um, and we've got a decent little setup. Want to kind of go over tonight's games. I've got four okay. kind of highlighted, I think, are going to be some pretty good matchups and a couple teams playing back-to-backs. A um, couple of the games yeah. I have down here, I've got Phoenix against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Then right. you also have the Flyers playing the Islanders. That should be a massive matchup. Um, yep. Then you've got two of the East powerhouses going at it, Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. Now, Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Now, I don't think Zucker will probably play in this game. It's hard to say, but I would find it tough um, after the trade happening yesterday that he would play the next day, but that will probably yeah, be seen. Yeah, you never seen. know. Um... I, I'm just looking here. Uh, I don't see anything that indicates he's going to play, but, um, you know, Pittsburgh and Tampa, here you go, right? You got two Excellent. teams with high, <laughs> with, uh, with these high expectations, Pittsburgh with two cups, bringing in Zucker, seeing what they can do in the, for the postseason. Uh, you know, too, we should also mention, Ed, that uh, the, the NHL trade day deadline is February 24th. Okay. So sort of, so sort of teams have made some, uh, 
moves here, or at least Pittsburgh's made a move um, that um, is an interesting one, considering that the trade deadline's a few weeks out, right? We've still got basically, you know, 13 days until the trade deadline. So we're, we're going to see what's going to happen. And we always talk about the buyers and the sellers at the, at the trade deadline. Uh, Minnesota seems to position themselves as more of a seller than a, than a buyer at this point. Uh, Pittsburgh is a buyer, of course. Yeah, and that's and that'll be nice too because that's some stuff we can go over on uh, for Friday's podcast. Kind of sure. figure out who our buyers and sellers are going to be as we kind of get through the rest of the week here. But right. I'd like to thank you for uh, coming on on short notice with me today. Yeah, my pleasure, Ed. Thank you. And uh, it was good to have you. And you have a wonderful week. And you as well, Ed. Thanks very much. Right. Take yep. care. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Today's guest segment is brought to you by OvertimeHeroics.net sponsor, Rep Sports Raz Energy Drink. It's zero sugar and will not make you crash. Go to the OvertimeHeroics.net website and get 30% off your order using promo code OTH1. Your scores from Monday night. In top 25 men's action, number one, Baylor beats Texas 52-45. Number 24, Texas Tech, beats TCU, 88-42. Top 25 women's action puts number 1, South Carolina, beating number 5, UConn, 70-52. And number 19, Northwestern, beats Michigan State, 85-55. In NBA action last night, you had the Charlotte Hornets beat the Detroit Pistons, 87-76. The Brooklyn Nets were able to beat the Indiana Pacers 106-105 on Spencer Dinwiddie's game-winning shot with 3.8 seconds left in the game. Spencer Dinwiddie had 21 points, 6 rebounds, and 11 assists. Damanis Sabonis for the Pacers leads the way with his fourth triple-double. 23 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. This was He is now the second in Indiana history for triple-doubles. The Atlanta Hawks drop a game to the Orlando Magic, 135-126. to The Toronto Raptors win their 15th straight game, 137-126 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell makes his debut for Minnesota and scores 22 points. The Raptors are led by Pascal Siakam. He has 34 points, 6 boards, and 5 assists. The Milwaukee Bucks, without Giannis, uh, w- because of the birth of his son, was playing the Kings, and they won 123-111. to Harrison Barnes led the way for the Sacramento Kings with 23. Chris Middleton took up the slack for the Bucks with 28 points, 11 boards, and 8 assists. The Utah Jazz were able to pull out a victory over the Dallas Mavericks, 123-119. to New member Jordan Clarkson had 25 points and 8 assists. For the Mavericks, Tim Hardaway Jr. had 33, and Porzingis added 28 points. The Denver Nuggets were able to beat the San Antonio Spurs, 127-120. to The Miami Heat go into Golden State and pull out a victory, 113-101. to This marked the return of Andre Iguodala to the Bay Area. 
Jimmy Butler led the way for the Miami Heat with 21 points and 10 rebounds. Jay Crowder chipped in with 21 points as well and 8 boards. For the Warriors, Damian Lee led the way with 26 points. To finish up the night for the NBA, you had the LA Lakers beating the Phoenix Suns 125-100. to The Lakers were led by Anthony Davis with 25 points and 10 boards. LeBron James followed in with 17 points, 8 boards, 9 assists. Devin Booker for the Suns struggled uh, tonight. He was 2 for 11 from the field and 0 for 4 from 3 pointers. Only scored 10 points but had 5 boards and 4 assists. Here's news from around the league before we get into Tuesday night's previews. In the XFL, defensive coordinator Pepper Johnson of the LA Wildcats was fired after defense gives up four touchdowns in Week 1 to Houston. In the NFL, Phillip Rivers and the LA Chargers mutually agree that he will not return in 2020. Rivers is a free agent this offseason, so where can Phillip go? In other NFL news, Miles Garrett was in New York at the NFL offices on Monday, and he was speaking with Roger Goodell about his reinstatement. No word has come out yet as to if he is reinstated, but most experts are saying he should be back hopefully for week one of the NFL season. In Major League Baseball, news came out yesterday that Rob Memfred and staff are looking at changing the playoff format. This format is to try and change from teams from tanking and could go from 10 teams to 14 previews for Tuesday night and your top games. In the NHL, you have the Phoenix Coyotes going up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Philadelphia Flyers will face the New York Islanders. The Tampa Bay Lightning go up against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Carolina Hurricanes face off against the Dallas Stars. In the NBA, you have the LA Clippers facing the Philadelphia 76ers. And then later on, you have the Boston Celtics playing the Houston Rockets. In top 25 men's action on Tuesday, you have number 13 Penn State going off against Purdue. Number 12 Kentucky plays Vanderbilt. Number 6 Dayton plays Rhode Island. Number 9 Maryland goes up against Nebraska. Number 22 Illinois faces off against Michigan State. Number 25 LSU faces Missouri. And late number 4 San Diego State plays New Mexico. That's it for today's podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to head over to OvertimeHeroics.net for all of today's guests' work and other sports information. Thank you for listening, and hope you check out our next episode.